Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi friends, welcome. So good to have you here. I'm Ashley Caston. We are going to jump into another episode tonight. We are talking about forgiveness and the power it has to heal your family relationships. This time of year, at the time of this recording, it's around the holidays. And at this time of year, it can be a little more painfully obvious when there are severed relationships in the family or attention there. And so we want to talk about the power that forgiveness has to uh, heal those relationships and kind of what I have learned and seen in our little family um, when it comes to forgiveness. So I can't wait to talk about that tonight. So last week I talked to you guys about everything going on with our house and the move and all that. So a little update for you. We officially got a contract on our house, an amazing contract, totally the Lord, um, more than we even had had listed it for, quite a bit more, and um, it's a very solid contact contract that's just moving forward, and we are just ready for the next step. It's so funny because I tell you what, I have just, I've gone from like, totally nervous and scared at the beginning of all this and needing the Lord to speak to me so clearly to just on the other side, I feel like I am walking in one of those seasons where you feel so completely close to the Lord, like you are right next to his cheek almost because you're so reliant on him. I'm sure that you have probably been through those seasons before in your life where you were just desperately needing him. And so you are walking hand in hand with him. I feel like I've gotten to that point now where I'm like, okay, let's go. I have no idea where we're going to move. I have no clue how this is all going to work out, but I'm fully trusting him and excited to see just the way he shows off through this because it is completely for his glory. Um, So there we go. So there's the first part of it. I mean, he he came through completely with more than we expected um, on the sale of our home. And so I know that he's going to do the same thing on the other side and it's just going to be in the perfect area. Um, and we are ready for this next season. I feel a little bit like a missionary in our um, hometown only because um, we are moving to the other side of the city and it's very different demographic from where we're at now. And um, we really feel like we are on mission there, that our purpose for going there is not just to... Um, you know, raise our kids there and have a nice home and all that. I mean, those things will, I'm believing that the Lord will have a nice home for us over there and that he'll set up all the things that we want to be connected with, like a dance studio for our girls and all of that, you know, but that's not like our main focus over there. Our main focus is really um, reaching the lost. And so it just, I, that's the only way I can explain it. I feel like moving over there feels a little like being a missionary. Like we are really moving on mission to reach our neighbors over there, to reach our community, um, and to tell as many people as we can about Jesus. I tell you what, in these days with 
everything that's on the news, I really don't even watch the news to be honest, but every once in a while I'll see something pop up on social media or whatever. Um, but it just makes me so aware of the critical need for Jesus in this hour that we're in and the urgency to um, spread the gospel. So um, that's what we will be doing. So pray for us as we uh, make that move and, um, you know, that the Lord would just have that right house for us in the right neighborhood and would make, we'd make the connections that we need to make. Um, <clears throat> I did a podcast on this, if you haven't listened already, on just what it means to be a missionary in your own um, neighborhood. And I do truly believe that, that all of us um, are missionaries where we're at. We often just think of missions as being overseas, and that certainly is a huge part of it. But that doesn't mean we're all called to be you know, overseas missionaries. We can be called to be missionaries in our own um of regions and so and it's an honor to do that it's it's an honor to be a messenger of the gospel it really is and it, it brings a sort of um joy and excitement to it i think too when you look at it that way it's like this is my mission in life my mission in life is to raise up these children in my home to know the lord and for them to be equipped and go out to do the same thing to make disciples of my children and um to spread the gospel to those around us and to, you know, be willing to be the one that looks like a fool and prays for someone in a, uh, grocery store or whatever, you know, like I am willing to make myself, to let myself look like a fool. If that means that someone else gets to hear the gospel, I'm okay with, um, laying down my pride and, um, being there for someone that is at a critical moment, um, and needs Jesus. So, um, anyways, so that's what's on my heart right now is just, okay, you know, following the Lord and, um, just listening for his voice and constantly praising him saying, you know, you are good. You, you have me. Thank you that you have our family, that we're not going to be homeless. <laughs> Thank you that we're not going to be out in the street or, you know, that you're not going to fall through at the last minute or, you know, all those, all the plans are already there. The Bible says that um, the the ways of the righteous, the steps of the righteous are already established. And so <clears throat> um, we can take hope in that. You know, if you are in a season two, maybe where there's some unknowns in your life, maybe it's with a job or with even pregnancies, having babies or houses, all the things that we can try to plan for. Know that the, that the plans are already established and that... Um, when you truly submit to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, your way is better than mine. Um, and just walk in that and the confidence of what he has for you. Um, you can't go wrong. You really can't. So, okay, let's talk about this. This topic came to me because of something recently that happened in our family. That was just pretty incredible. I have to tell you about it because it just completely blew me away. Um, so we, um, have kind of, I'm trying to share this without making it sound super negative. I'm talking about my children and I always want to be mindful when I'm talking about that, not to <laughs> portray them in a negative light. Um, <clears throat> so my first child, my firstborn and my secondborn, um, have kind of always had this, it's really my first, it's always been my firstborn towards the second, kind of this attitude towards her younger sister where her younger sister kind of you know, bother her. Some of that like firstborn child stuff where it's like, you know, you're the rule follower and the responsible one. And you got the second one who's kind of just goofy all over the place, like, you know, just fun loving and maybe not as, um, 
careful about where she puts her things or, you know, kind of a little more disorganized. And my firstborn has kind of really, for me, I look back to when my secondborn was born and um, that's kind of when there started to be this shift with my first where she started to get, you know, a little bit of that jealousy with, okay, there's this, you know, second child in the mix now. It's not just me and mommy, which is normal, right? Like that's anyone that has brought another child in the house, you know, that this happens. It's just a normal part of it. Um, but as they grew, um, they, you know, they would play together. They were friends, but they did a lot of playing separate and, my first would kind of, there was just times where she would say things like, <clears throat> my sister just bothers me. You know, she's just like, some of she's just annoying, stuff like that. Um, it wasn't all the time, but I could just tell there was this part in her heart, kind of this grumbling towards her sister and some unforgiveness really. <clears throat> and so, you know, as a parent, I recognize this and I would talk to her about it and just kind of say, you know, you need to forgive your sister. You know, she would say, but she does this to me and it just drives me crazy. And like, I understand. And she's, you know, younger. She's also got a different personality than you. And we would just kind of talk through this, but, um, it never really changed. And honestly, there was a part of me that worried. I was, you know, thinking, oh, I I want that. Just want them to be friends. Don't you just want that for your kids? You want them to be close. You want them to be friends. And my sister and I are great friends. And I wanted that for her. I wanted her to have that close relationship and I just couldn't figure it out like what it was and, um, you know, to the point where she like didn't want to ever hold her sister's hand or, you know, they would never hug or anything. It was just kind of this tension between them and I just kept praying about it and I would even pray with her at night about it and talk to her and just say, you know, you got to forgive your sister. Your sister's going to be your best friend. You're going to be so thankful for her. But it just seemed to keep going on and on. So now, you know, my oldest is 10 and my second is seven. So this has been going on for quite a while. And, um, so recently, this is probably about maybe just three weeks ago. I mean, this is very recent or maybe a month ago. It's probably been about a month now. We were all sitting one day during school, and what I've tried to do with them is really teach them how to enter into the Lord's presence, not just like pray, you know, sit and go through your nighttime prayers, although that's great too, but I've tried to teach them how to sit and wait on the Lord and, you know, um, listen for His voice and uh, feel His presence, you know, just kind of get in that place where you're really like sitting and waiting on the Lord. And the way that we do that, it's really simple. Usually we'll turn on some worship music and we'll spend five, maybe 10. I mean, not even that long, but just a, l- a short amount of time just with quiet instrumental music on. I turn on like instrumental worship music and we'll sit and we will ask the Lord a question. So the kids usually pick whatever question that is. So it might be, what do you think of me, Lord? Or how much do you love me? And they'll sit and just listen. And then I'll say, okay, did you feel like the Lord told you anything? And then, you know, they'll tell me. And they've even asked me before, well, how do I know if it's my thoughts or if it's the Lord? And I said, you know, I've told them that it's just practice. You just practice listening. You will get better at it. Um, But you know it's not the Lord if it sounds like this. You know, we'll go through all of that. Um, So we're just practicing listening for the Lord's voice because I want them to understand that, hey, he is a God who speaks and that wants to draw near to you. Um, so, okay, we were doing that that day, and 
right before that, we had been talking about forgiveness and going through scripture and talking about what the Bible says about forgiveness and how important it is. And, um, you know, just talking about the weight that unforgiveness can have on your life and what it can block you from. And um, a lot of that is what we're going to talk about tonight. And so when we went to go have prayer time and I said, okay, what question do you guys want to ask the Lord? And my oldest said, well, why don't we ask him who we should forgive? And I, you know, that's like one of those proud mom mom moments where you're like, what? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We can ask that. That's a great thing. I mean, we all, I felt like, okay, yeah, I probably need to ask that too. So we all sat and we, you know, prayed and we just had on the worship music and they just pray silently to themselves. And then, um, when it was over, I just said, does anyone want to share, you know, was there anyone that you had to forgive? And so my second child, um, she's pretty, (laughs) she's got like a very easygoing personality. doesn't really get rubbed wrong by anyone. So she was like, no, I'm good. You know, (laughs) which I, my husband and I laughed later because I'm like, she probably really was good. (laughs) She really doesn't hang on to things. Um, and then our third born, you know, she just was like calling out different names because she's only four. And so for her, it's, you know, she's still learning all of this. And, um, so sometimes she says serious things and other times it's just, she'll just rattle off a list. Um, but then my oldest said, uh, yeah, I felt like the Lord said to forgive so-and-so. And I said, oh, great. Did you forgive them? And she said, yeah. And so I said, was there anyone else? And then the next thing, she kind of stopped, and she got this look on her face, and then she said, and he said to forgive my sister. And I said, well, that's great, too. And did you forgive her? And she said, yes. So I was like, well, that's so great. You know, I'm like, well, this is fantastic. It wasn't making me, you know, making her forgive or encouraging her to forgive. That was really the Lord putting that on her heart and her doing it on her own. So that was about a month ago. Okay. I cannot even begin to tell you the transformation that has happened in our home. It's in fact, it is so, um, just remarkable that my husband has even commented on it several times. I have never seen the two of them get along the way that they have got along in these past, like in this past month, really. I'm, I'm talking things that they have, I don't think I've ever seen them do. Like my oldest hugging her sister or holding her hand, um, doing kind things for her, like getting things down for her, you know, out of the cupboard or setting things out for her, um, asking her to come play. They're, just today she said, hey, do you want to come inside and play a game with me? And the second, you know, my second child came in and was like, oh, yeah. And they sat there and played and giggled together. They go in the bathroom at night together now. And, like, while they're getting ready for bed, they'll go in there and chat together. And we have to, like, call them out of the bathroom. We're like, guys, come on. Like, get up. They really are acting like the best of friends now. And it is crazy to me. You know, you know the power of forgiveness. And you understand that if there's, you know healing that can happen when you forgive. But when you see it happen in your children like that, like, I mean, a complete transformation of their hearts, it is just, I mean, it just blows me away. My husband and I, we keep talking about it. I mean, for a month we've been talking about this and he keeps coming to me going, what is different? What is going on? And I keep saying, after that day where she, I mean, I don't even think I told him about that until later, till he made a comment and said, do you notice that? you know, that number one, he calls them by number. Usually number one's being really kind to number two. 
And I said, yeah. And, and I explained what had happened. And so we just keep talking about it because it is insane. I mean, stuff that has never happened in all of these years. And all of a sudden this sweet little friendship is just blooming. Um, and it's just so cute to watch. He said the other day, he said, I almost feel like they're like, the way they act is like, they're like teenage girls or something like, and have this sweet little friendship like they're like staying up together talking and going in the bathroom together and hanging out and while they're getting ready talking and um even tonight while my husband was going to pick up one of them from dance um or pick up my oldest from dance the second one was like I want to go with you so I can go pick her up and it was vice versa yesterday when the the second child got picked up um my firstborn was like can I go with you to pick her up I mean it's just the craziest thing so it made me think that um, gosh, there are probably a lot of relationships that we have in our family, whether it be relationships like we experienced, like in our household where it was like sibling relationships or relationships outside of your immediate family, maybe with, um, cousins, aunts, uncles, siblings, parents, you know, the grandparents, whoever, um, there's probably a, a lot of us that have relationships that have that unnecessary tension that need the remedy of forgiveness in that because here's the thing unforgiveness never stays hidden we think that it does we think that we can kind of hide that unforgiveness underneath and just kind of put sweep things under the rug per se and just ah just let it go it's fine it's not worth bringing up it's not worth thinking about again but it oozes out of us. It flows out of us like a toxic sub- substance that then others have to either tiptoe around or step over or clean up after. It always leaves this, leaves this kind of residue behind us. Even if we think that it's hidden, it's really not. So when we have this attitude towards these people or maybe this friction with them or we just treat them a little bit differently, Um, Maybe even our facial expressions show what we're really thinking or feeling. Maybe we're rolling our eyes or just, you know, not really smiling when they're talking. Or maybe we try to avoid conversations with them because we don't want to get into that. Or um, maybe we um, don't accept invites to them. And I'm not talking about there's certain people where you have to have healthy boundaries up. And I'm not saying that you, you just open yourself up to everything. I'm talking about forgiveness, which is a totally different thing. Forgiveness does not include boundaries. It doesn't, I mean, I'm not talking about boundaries. When I talk about forgiveness, I'm not talking about, um, you know, keeping yourself out of danger. I am talking about your heart. So you can forgive someone and still have boundaries up. You can forgive someone and still not accept invitations because you are setting up those, you know, because it's just not a safe environment or something like that. Um, But if you are doing those things because of unforgiveness, um, then that's when it's an issue. So if you're not going to someone's house just because you are mad at them, that's a different issue. So what I would love for us to do, um, just, I mean, this evening, this week, this season, as we walk into these homes of our family members, or as we lead our family through the Christmas season is really just to examine that and say, what family members need restoration of relationship here where are there um, toxic relationships broken relationships where is there friction where is there conflict where are the areas where the lord is desiring to heal those relationships that we just need to open up ourselves to forgiveness um 
so that he can do that. Because what happens is when we refuse to forgive, we really are cutting off the spirit at the knees um, to be able to do any of that work there. When we block the hand of healing, we block the hand of restoration, we block the hand of blessing from the Lord when we say we are not willing to forgive or it's just not worth it. I'm just not going back there. I don't want to think about that. I don't even want to entertain that. Just just forget about it. I'll just sweep it under the rug. Um, it's kind of our way of handling it, right? Just push push all the bitterness under the rug. It's fine. You know, it's not a big deal. And um, Or maybe it is a big deal and we're going, it is so painful. It's so hurtful. I, I can't even go there. And that person doesn't deserve healing. I feel like they win if, I'm sorry, they don't deserve forgiveness. And I feel like they, they win if I forgive them that that makes them the higher person. And so I can't even go there. You don't understand what they did. Um, either way, on either end of the spectrum, if we are in that position or our children are in that position, it blocks the hand of healing and um, blessing on our lives that the Lord has for us. <clears throat> so let's take a little word. I've got a lot of scripture to go through tonight, but I really want us to understand really the true depths of forgiveness of the Lord's forgiveness in our life and and the consequences for unforgiveness I don't want to sugarcoat this at all because it is a very very big deal and so I've got some scripture to go through tonight because I want you to follow along with me and know that this is not the um, theology of Ashley Caston here this is <laughs> this is uh, straight from the words of the Lord in the Bible um, so the first verse is in Proverbs ten twelve, and it says this, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. And I wanted to talk about that one because this is exactly what we saw happen in our own home. When there is unforgiveness um, or, you know, um, unforgiveness or, um, oh, the word is slipping from my mind. Um, but hate, it could be hatred. It could be just bitterness. That was the word I was trying to think of bitterness or this tension towards people, it really does come out in a way that brings up strife. So it could be tense words. It could be, like I talked about earlier, all the different examples of the way that it kind of oozes out of us, but it's going to stir up strife. It's not going, it's never going to be, bring peace. You can never have a situation of unforgiveness where there is peace. There will be some kind of tension, whether it's the tension in your own self or the outward tension in the atmosphere that it's creating. Okay. So you are never going to be able to walk in peace and walk in unforgiveness at the same time because that hatred is going to stir up strife. But as soon as you flip it, as soon as you let the Lord come in to that area, heal the the wounds that need healed, release it, forgive it, okay? And that's really the step. first step is forgiving and then allowing the Lord to heal, okay? Um, as soon as you forgive and let the Lord come into those places and heal those wounds, all of a sudden, all offenses are covered. All of a sudden, there's no strife. All of a sudden, you are at peace. You have uh, peace in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. You're walking into the atmosphere and that peace then flows from you. You can have the exact same person on the other side. They cannot change it all. It could be maybe a brother who maybe he's obnoxious and talks about politics and is very opinionated. And maybe he's hurtful and he says rude things and he's at every family gathering. It could be the same brother over there. But when you have forgiven, all of a sudden that atmosphere feels totally different because you're at peace and you're able to walk and go, you know what? Like 
no matter what you say, it's not going to cause me to hold a grudge against you. In fact, it's going to cause me to pray for you even harder because I have the Lord's eyes for you now. And I'm not walking in that offense. I'm not walking in strife. I'm now walking in a spirit of peace and in love. Um, And so when we do that, that love covers all those offenses and we have different eyes for those people. And another verse I wanted to highlight was Psalms 103, 10 through 14. And it says, this is really about the Lord's forgiveness for us. It says, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. This is a beautiful picture of that forgiveness that the Lord extends to us. And this is why we forgive others. Because when we don't, it's like saying, okay, I see that the Lord says that um, he doesn't, he's not going to repay us according to our sins or iniquities. And I get that he died on the cross for me, but that's not good enough for this person over here. So I'm going to need to make them pay by holding unforgiveness towards them. It's like saying, yeah, Lord, it covers all. I know your forgiveness covers all my sins, but it's not good enough to cover all of their sins. So I'm going to stay angry at them because they don't deserve to be forgiven. That's really essentially what we're saying, even though we don't think those exact thoughts, but that's what our unforgiveness is conveying. And it's a really um, sinful uh, pattern that we get into of holding people to the standard of perfection and saying that um, you don't deserve forgiveness. But when we look at what the Lord has done for us and how he um, forgets our sin and how he throws them as far as the east is from the west, I mean, this vast love for us and this undeserved forgiveness that's not even just um, just enough, but it's beyond enough. I mean, just covering all of it. Our slate is wiped clean. We can cultivate this heart of gratefulness within us that says, I am so grateful to be forgiven. I'm so grateful that my sins aren't held against me. And I want the same thing for those around me. I want them to feel that. I want them to know that maybe people that don't know the love of Christ, I want them to experience a taste of that through the forgiveness that was first extended to me and that now I can extend to others. And when we extend forgiveness to others, then our children see that example and then they are able to do the same. And that's really how we can start to cultivate a heart of forgiveness in our family so that we can experience healing all together is um, through that. So here's a few things that we do in our home to help cultivate that. And the first thing is to practice regular heart examinations. That sounds like this, um, you know, kind of routine thing where we, you know, have some kind of like chart or, you know, it's not, it's really nothing like that. It's just through prayer time as we're praying, we'll just, you know, spend some time and say, okay, Lord, is there anyone we need to forgive? Or, um, is there anything I need to repent of? It's just really examining your heart and saying, okay, you know, God, don't let anything be hidden. I don't want any filth in there. It's very, the heart is deceitful above all things, right? And so I want to make sure that my heart isn't hiding anything, um, that I'm not trying to sweep anything, 
under the rug or hide anything from you or um, just go off of my emotions of how I feel like I'm doing. Because a lot of us can feel like we're doing fine, right? Like, oh, everything's fine, but that may not be the truth. And there's a great verse that I like to use um, in these cases, which is just uh, Psalms 139, 23 through 24. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me, lead me in the way everlasting. So saying, come on in, God, search me. You see if there's any grievous way in me and you lead me to that um, way everlasting. You lead me to repentance. You lead me to um, coming up to your feet and laying it all before you and not trying to hide any of it from you. So doing that with your children and as a family, just saying, guys, let's let's ask of the Lord. Let's, let's ask him if there's any sin in us we need to repent of. Let's ask him if there's anyone we need to forgive. Doing that together as a family, not just telling your children to, but you doing it to yourself sets that example for them of how to come before the Lord um, with a pure heart and um, just to lay it all uh, before him and not hide anything from him. The second thing is not sugarcoat unforgiveness. This is something um, I think even a lot of us maybe don't focus on um, or, or don't understand in the way that we should. Unforgiveness is literally as serious as us standing before the Lord and being forgiving and going into heaven and not. Like, unforgiveness can keep us from being forgiven from the Lord. I mean, it's a pretty heavy thing when you think of it. Something as seemingly simple as um, harboring unforgiveness to someone that did you wrong, which seems very normal in our society, right? Just, well, yeah, if someone does you wrong, don't let them do it again, right? And so you just put up those walls. You don't talk to them again. You cut them off. You know, you just keep them in unforgiveness and you move on with your life. Can That can actually keep us from being in eternity with the Lord. And I'm going to prove this to you in scripture, okay? Uh, Mark eleven twenty five says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. First John 1 John 1.9 says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Matthew 6.15 But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Um, Matthew 6. Uh, that, that one I did Luke 6 37 judge not and you will not be judged condemn not and you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven so there's this part on our end where we have to forgive in order to be forgiven we cannot stand in unforgiveness and holding things against harboring things against other people and expect the Lord to forgive us that's a huge deal isn't it that's a huge deal when we are talking about the Lord forgiving us, the Lord not condemning us, the Lord not judging us, then we have to also walk in that. And so this is not just a matter of, oh, I want blessing for my life, you know, and so I'm going to do that. No, this is, hey, I want to be in right standing with the Lord. And so it is not worth hanging on to unforgiveness for me. So don't sugarcoat that with your kids. Let them know it's a big deal. It also can block their healing. Um, James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power as it is working. So don't block the hand of healing and restoration and blessing in your life. 
forgive so that then you may be healed. And then the third thing is just to protect, uh, to practice forgiving and blessing those who hurt you. Uh, Romans twelve fourteen says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. So this can look like just um, bringing up names of people that maybe are really hard to be around and maybe that have hurt you, that have said things against you, maybe bullies at your kid's school or friends that they've had that have maybe um, turned against them and bringing them up in prayer time and just praying for them. Maybe there's even family members in your extended family that you can pray for together as a family and, um, you know, say, God, help us to have your eyes for them. Help us to see what their needs are so that we can pray for them and then practice blessing them. Um, because what will happen is as you begin to bless that person, forgiveness starts to um, naturally come out of that. When you start to have those eyes for those per- for that person, like Jesus has, forgiveness um, it just flows so much more naturally because your heart is tender towards them. Let's pray as we close. Lord, would you help us this week? Would you help us in this season to forgive those, Lord, around us who maybe have hurt us, to forgive those um, who maybe have turned their backs on us, for those that have uh, caused strains maybe in our family relationships? Would you help us to have eyes for them that you have, God? Help us to have a heart for them, to see them in the light that you see them. Help us to see their needs in ways that we can pray for them. And as we do that, help us to set an example for our children of what it looks like to walk in forgiveness. Lord, we love you. We lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen.